Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Sean, and, and this my name, is... And my name is Fizz. Yeah, welcome okay. back. I think this is episode um, 11, and my game was a little bit high. One, and one. Yeah. So you came yeah. up with a topic for the show. What was that topic? Well, yeah, so today, everybody, I think um, we're, you know, we're going to do a little bit of the old coffee talk. We're going to kind of uh, catch up on each other's stuff, what's going on in each other's lives, all the crazy of the uh, creative world, and um, yeah, and today we're also going to talk about um, a little video out there Jordan Peterson came out with a few years ago, um, a little lecture he gave about um, essentially the curse of creativity, so I wanted to, uh, I watched that the other day, and I just wanted to talk it over with you, oh. so um, yeah, so yeah, I guess we could just jump right in here. Um, yeah. Let's do the good old Peterson first. Yeah, so so really quickly, I'll just I'll just share my screen here. A little bit here. Yeah. And the videos are not playing that well back, so we have to commentate anything, everything, anyways, because of, like, yeah, Spotify. So thanks for listening on Spotify. We got you back. Um, um, write this podcast. Please, five stars if you want to. You don't have to, but we appreciate it. Um, right now, Sean pulled out the Jordan Peterson, The Curse of Creativity. Got a bunch of likes and views, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, so a lot of you guys probably know about this guy right here, Mr. Jordan Peterson. He's um, come out and said some very controversial things. Um, we're not going to dive into most of those today, so whatever your views of him are. Um, we should do Andrew Tate next. <laughs> not that they are, like, in the same category, but um, <laughs> yeah, I know, controversial. Right? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go real in there. So, um, yeah, so, so in this video, Jordan Peterson um, really um, is just giving a lecture, it looks like, in front of students, and it's interesting because he's, he's kind of complimentary of creatives at first. He talks about how creativity truly is kind of a rare thing, um, and that it's, it's not really something that is that everyone can really master. You know, you may say everybody can be creative, but not everyone is creative. And so at first he's very complimentary, but then he talks about how Really, um, creatives have some of the hardest um, paths ahead of them out of anyone because they um, they essentially can be very creative. They can do all of these things. However, the monetizing it to to actually get to a successful place is is so rare, and that the the amount of of skill that someone has to have and luck um, makes it um, dang near impossible to to get to a successful place. However. On the other side of that, it says the few, he, he was kind of talking about the few people that do make it, the few people that are successful, um, tend to be extremely successful. And so that, so that drives a lot of creatives to be creative. However, a lot of them will fail along that path um, just because... Um, <laughs> That's the pep talk right now. <laughs> yeah, because, because it's difficult to monetize. It's difficult to be the most successful. And you have all this competition um, in this kind of gray mat matter of creativity. So... So, yeah, so I thought it was very interesting. Um, yeah, so what's, your, what's note, your views, though? I guess, off the cuff? Yeah, so so on that note, so I watched that too. Um, now it came back, and I think he talked about his friend that has so many talents, and he's, like, not um, a master of none kind of sorter, and he adores him kinder, and, yeah. But anyhow, in the end, um, I kinder agree with that. Like, everybody wants to be, like, on the top, make the top dollar, and be, like, Hey, I'm I'm living the dream. I'm making my art. I'm you know, and making a living, or even more than that. But I'm, I think also like nowadays, it's maybe the best time for creatives, or because like if you think about mm. it, with the internet, there's a lot of like you know, it's really easy to show what you can do, and the tools are becoming wide, uh, widely available. So it's like really easy to create art. And I, I think with the internet, it's also easy to monetize the art. So I think we are maybe in the golden age of like creatives making a living with it. But I still agree with like you will not, if you're just a little bit creative, you will not make a living with that. You have to be like the the standard that was back in the day. You're like, oh, you can make a living with that was like maybe here. And nowadays it's like way up there, you know. Because, like, mm -hmm. you compare yourself with the whole internet nowadays. Like, oh, your art is not that special anymore if it's not, like, mind-blowing. So uh, it still holds true, I think, even though there's so many tools available nowadays. Yeah, so the starving artist, right? I mean, we've always heard about the starving artist. And I think um, what's interesting is it seems like the starving artist is becoming the starving designer, the starving videographer, the starving social media manager. 
Um, yeah. But I, I think it's, it's interesting because he does have this kind of good point that um, a lot of us on this journey are kind of blindly going forward, right? We don't know if we're going to be successful. We don't know if this is going to lead to money. So, so yeah. there is a bit of us that have to kind of jump off of the deep end. And, um, and I think anyone in our journey has probably had people, uh, you know, push against what we're doing. I'm sure, I'm sure you had, I'm sure you've had people that are like, what the heck are you doing? Couldn't you do something more safe than this? Like, you're not going to make money doing this. And I know I've had that plenty of times in my career. Yeah. So on that note, like the, the main thing, like being an artist and being a business, like, um, what was the book, what we have, um, the, the, the war of art or the art of war like there's two yeah, books yeah. the one is about um, how to fight and how to pick your battles the other one is like how to be a creative but basically mm-hmm. um, the one thing is like oh yeah you have to treat it like a business and you have to niche down and you have to commit every day like a business to your art and then it becomes a business and then it's not really art anymore because you're you, you're building a system and then it's not creative anymore. And it's like, then you're not starving anymore, but you're also not an artist anymore. If you're like too structured too, you know what I mean? Well, actually that's a, that's a, that's an interesting point. So you would, you would argue if you're too structured, if you've created kind of a framework, yeah, would, like you, a would you call cover. yourself an artist still? Because you do see that you see a lot of artists like, um, even Banksy to a degree yeah. had that, well, um, people, I don't know if you have, yeah, yeah, he has a really, like, if you go down and try to analyze it, what he does, he's like, okay, I'm sitting every day down, I'm making a 3D um, animation video picture, and mostly it's like stock assets or assets he created, he throws them together however he feels, and he's just uploading, and that's the system, that's the cookie cutter. But the, yeah. the thing that breaks everybody is like he's doing it for every day for like ten years. What well, yeah, and can I can do. Yeah, and I think some some would argue, yeah, that he's you know he's definitely using different assets, different templated things. He's yeah. not recreating the wheel every time. Probably he has his bank of things that he's using. Yeah, um, that's fine. That's fair game. And yeah, and some things he bought. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like. After you're like, you know, you can analyze everything, but that takes the magic away, you know, but it's still, there still has to be some magic behind it to be like special or to be creative or to be an artist. And by people, it's like the consistency, I think, and the skill back in the day. Nowadays, it's like, yeah, there's, there's people out there doing the same stuff, but they don't post as often. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think I think it's interesting, right? Because we're we're seeing that the the successful artist isn't necessarily the successful businessman sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then you know, in in your case of people, you're getting both. You're getting a successful businessman and a successful artist. Um, it's but it is it's it's interesting. Like yeah, to to get back to Jordan Peterson's kind of the curse of all of this is is the fact that um, there's a lot of artists, a lot of creatives. I think I'm I'm honestly included at times um, of doing a lot of work that doesn't necessarily push my own situation forward. Um, yeah. I'm sure we've all done that, right? When you when you dive into a new technology or a new tool even and you're sitting there playing with it, you're oh, kind of like talking what? about it. You know, like where you maybe you're getting better at that tool. Oh, he's got new stuff he's doing. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but like, you know, so there's that experimentation that has to happen. However, it's it's scary because that doesn't bring fruit immediately. You almost have to waste time, right? You have to you have to just put something into something that doesn't give you direct benefit to get better. And also, so, like um, on that note, like you, you say, putting time into that and you're not knowing if it pays off. Sometimes mm-hmm. art is not meant to be, you know, pay off. It's like, oh, I want to express myself, you know, like let's, I have this feeling I want to create this art piece and you don't care about either of them. Then it's like, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like the truest form of art when it's like you want to express a feeling and you make somebody feel something. And the money aspect is not even there, but like, hey, we're living in this life where we're like paying rent and all that other stuff and we need food. So mm-hmm. there's the, the money aspect is always there. So it's like yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we definitely we live in a world where you have to have money. Um, we also live in a world where, um, you know, money is like a vote of confidence, right? If more people give you money, that's more votes of confidence. So, yeah. so inherently, when you're not doing well financially, if you're an artist that has paintings in a gallery that aren't selling, 
um, you, you, you tend to think that your value is less, right? Because you're not getting money. Nobody's giving you those votes. And so, so it's, um, so yeah, so it's, it is, it's really the creativity I would say is not a curse. However, what I will say that the curse part of creativity can be is if you go into it thinking of, of, um, success as being financial, um, our success is having power or influence. I know personally that I had a problem when I first entered design that, and this took some, some peeling of the onion to figure this out, that, that I had a desire to be famous, that I had this a desire to be appreciated by the masses. I had this kind of rock star idea of what a designer would be. And it, you know, and it's, it, it, it's very unhealthy to come into it like that because you're just setting yourself up for, for some failure, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So, so really it's like, um, creativity itself is a gift, but it, it can be a curse if you, if you really start to try to chase after success yeah. rather than your art itself. Right. Yeah. And then in the end, like, like we said, like in the beginning, it's like, if you want to be an artist, it's not for the money sometimes, because like, if you make something for money, it becomes like a business and then it's not really a inspiring anymore i know so many videographers where they're like okay i'm uploading my um, client work and i want all the likes but nobody cares about their company it's not really self-expressive you know it's just like and it just like flops on the internet because like everybody sees like oh yeah so you made something cool for this company but i don't really care because like has nothing to do with me doesn't capture a feeling or right. doesn't tell anything you know and it's just like yeah so if you do money things, it's like not really art. But if you want to be an artist, you know, it, it is like what comes with like the being an artist is like the curse because you cannot do things for money, but you need money. I think that's the curse. Yeah. And you okay, just see. hope. Yeah. And you just hope it will pay off. Like, and people will adore your art that much that they will maybe buy. And that is like, for me, the ultimate curse of being an artist. Well, yeah, and I mean, you've seen it so many times throughout history. The artist dies, and then their art's worth money. Mm -hmm. um, and that, um, you know, so actually, that dude was a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, actually, stuff. I do like his art now that he's dead. He's actually looks nicer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird. It's like this kind of rarity thing too, right? Like people want what they can't have, and if they can't have your art, now it's worth money. Where, um, yeah. yeah, so it's. I don't know. So it's interesting, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, I, I almost always touch on this every episode, but like, you know, now we live in a new, a new era of Fiverr and this kind of devaluing people and people that are ready to devalue themselves to make quick bucks. And if I make enough quick bucks, I can put all those quick bucks together to make a lot of money maybe. And yeah. so that's, that's really funny all in its own. If that's kind of people going the opposite direction now and saying like, Oh, well, my creativity really isn't that valuable. What's really valuable is the tool that I can output, the, the, the output that I can do and making that as cheap and quick as possible. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah. So the curse of creativity, I, I, you know, I just think, you know, Jordan Peterson, he, ha he has these kind of views that, um, I think sometimes can come off as very ignorant. I think in this one, there's part of it that is, that is, that is ignorant where he, um, Cause I, cause I would push back on him and say, I also pity everyone else. I mean, I think it's still a mirage that only creatives are going through this. I think <clears throat> scientists, psychologists, you know, people in his world are also kind of going through this to a degree, right? Where they like have stuff that they're, they're very, or whatever, and trying to yeah, prove exactly it. what they, they're very, they're very passionate about something, but then they probably realize, oh, but that's not going to get the money and the funding. Um, they want me to do these weird, it sound sexy. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And so, so there's a lot of that too, where, where scientists are at the whim of whoever's going to pay them to do studies and, and reports and things. So, so it's interesting, right? Like we all are still very guided by money and, um, and that's I, I where mean, the, like the principles, you know, weird. they, they apply to everybody. Like life is pretty simple. Usually, you know, most rules apply for everything and mm -hmm. they are not that complex. Usually if you do something, you put work in, usually get something in return or like yeah but if you do that in art the thing that is unknown it's a betting thing and like if you have a theory like like you said with the scientists it's it's unknown and what i thought was interesting from a concept right now when you mentioned um something has to be rare i'm like right now we're in a recession and people really dig art right now they want something rare something tangible where they know Oh, there's only five of them, you know, and I want to buy it. And I'm like, that is like a um, art becomes really, really, really um, 
valuable right now, like in times like this. But it has to be genuine art and it has to be established, you know, and it has to be tangible that you know it's like, oh, it's only like one of a kind or five of a kind or whatever. And then it becomes truly, you know, meaningful. Because there's all those cards, uh collectors and stuff like that right now. I see it on my Instagram feed all the time. Like, oh, I bought this Pokemon card and there's only that many. And I bought a, a pack of them for 200K. Hopefully there's one of them in there. I'm like, what? Yeah. Same with like baseball cards and all that other jazz. And I'm like, yeah, nowadays, like all those for uh, people who are forging, you know, and it becomes very mm-hmm. profitable when you're trying to forge some art and like, oh, now it's not anymore one of a kind, you know, but nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's well, it's interesting too because we live on the eve of everything becoming digital, right? I mean, we we we've talked about you know your NFTs and things like that, but we live in an interesting time where the physical art maybe is going to become more rare, right? Having a painting will be worth a lot. A physical painting when the, when everyone has digital paintings, right? When yeah. we're all living in the metaverse, maybe physical paintings will have even more value in theory yeah. because there'll be even less physical painters and. You know, I'm just using painting as an example, but, you know, so I, it, it's, I don't know, it is, you're right, though, it's it's the rarity of it, and you're right yeah. that even, even in, I think also, like, even on, on, in, the, oh, on the dark side again, so throwing that out again, you know, back in the day when you created an art piece and you, you drew everything, you know, by hand, now we have printers, you know, and you can print anything, and it's really hard to say, like, this is a Mona Lisa, you know, by some things, obviously, it's an oil painting, whatever, it's really hard to distinguish, but, Let's say you're like a digital artist, you create like a really cool JPEG and you print that thing out and it looks banger, you know. There's not one of a kind, you know. You can copy and paste it. And even if you combine it with an NFT, like the picture in the NFT code, what is basically just a blockchain code, is separate and they are separately stored. So like even that doesn't really make it like a one of a type, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's... Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 interesting, you know, to see things like Etsy, where you see these people that kind of create one of a kind things and things that like I don't think can be three D printed and can't be created digitally. It seems yeah. like those people almost are, are gaining more and more power, right? Your people that are creating just the off the wall pieces of wood things that they make, or they're sewing some cool stuff together. It seems yeah. like that's almost like gonna gain more and more power. The things that digital things can't really replicate. Um, and, but even in those, you know, yet again, the curse of the create creative is that, you know, even out of those people, Jordan Peterson's arguing, there's only going to be a few people successful. There's going to be a lot of people yeah. that do the craft and they're never successful, never, never get to that place where they can support themselves from it. And I'm, I guess that's where I, I value, you know, so I guess where everyone would have their bar of success is different, yeah. you know, and, and feel free to tell me yours. I'm, I'm actually interested to hear what your bar of success is, but my bar of success for a creative is just that. You can fully live off of your craft comfortably. Um, yeah. I, I think that would be the bar of success. Right so, now. so here, here's my curse, kind of. You know, like I'm a very happy person, and I had um, a party, and a, a buddy came over, and you know, I'm like, I'm living the bougie life. You know, I have a hot tub in the backyard now. You know, I'm like, I'm living the life. Mind you, I have like um, a couple here um, at the party who started like a van life experience because of the housing crisis. So they are deciding like, I don't rent now. I'm just buying um, a van and I'm living in a van and creating TikTok content. They get their first couple of sponsored deals, making some money, getting a big following, several thousand views, a million views actually. And I'm just like, huh, you know, and I'm sitting there with them having a hot dog night and have my buddy over and he's like more... um, so his name is James, and James is basically like working as, what does he do again? Like some real estate um, auditing kind of sort of thing where he's valuing like properties and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm living the bougie life. And he's like, you should raise your bar of bougie, you know, because I'm happy because I'm like, I have everything that I want, you know, mm-hmm. but I should raise the bar because that is an inflatable hot tub out there. It's not a bougie thing. And I got that thing for free too. So it's like, you know, but I'm I'm happy, you know, and it's like the thing like mm-hmm. where he – you know, should you be happy, you should strive for more, you know, and you would push harder. And I'm like, successful is like, yeah, I think like no matter if I'm successful or not, I do the things I want to do because I'm happy doing them. But that's maybe not the right bar. Maybe I should be, you know, like, you know, 
burning my fire so fast, you know, like, how, how, what was the, 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 the shooting star kind of sort of thing? Um, there was, there was a, a phrase for Nirvana when he's like, um, burnt out too quickly or something like a star or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, basically it's like, you know, like I'm keeping my fire too long alive instead of like burning it out, you know, putting everything in it and making it unsustainable to create real art. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to disagree 100% to, to that kind of idea of that you need to always push so hard. I mean, because I, I, I feel like it's a slippery slope. It, you know, you get the better hot tub and then, you know, then the, the friend comes over again and is like, yeah, but look at this crappy house with the hot tub. You're like, Mind you're right. Mind you, those people were there who live in a van. <laughs> I'm owning a house. I'm just like... I know, right? And he's sitting here judging you. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. <laughs> that got real quiet real quick. <laughs> but I mean, you know, so I think there is something to that too of like, you know, you, you should just keep chasing chasing the wealth, really. Because I think you're, you're never going to get enough wealth. I mean, you live in a country that... Like, you know, you're just never, I, I, I don't think our generation is going to have this kind of financial security that, that we all can, that we really I, saw in past generations. I just think like it's, it's a never ending wheel. You're going to keep running where I, yes. I like your approach. I actually like you where it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, you just want to be happy and be able to do your craft. I mean, that's, no, I am that's, happy. That is, that's problem. success. <laughs> you're already successful then in my opinion. I think it's. Yeah. But you know. you know, am I though? Because like you're you're right and you're wrong at the thing where you're like you should choose, uh, chase after wealth, and I completely agree with that. But even even if you have wealth and let's say you make millions, you know, it's always like something that can take you out. Because even if you have millions, there's still something that can come around and bankrupt you. You know, like obviously you maybe have better skills to recover, but if your standard is already up there and let's say you recover from the bankruptcy or all that drama that happened to you, speaking about Andrew Tate and like getting deep platformed and whatever, you know, you fall all the way down there, you maybe can recover to nearly half as good as you were, but you're not happy because you're not up there anymore where you used to. So it's like, there's always a risk. There's always something that can ruin your parade, you know? So I'm like, yeah. Money well, is not really me, the, the, the standard, I think. Well, yeah, and I think us as humans, um, oh, oh, we got some, we got some music. <laughs> oh, man, we have such a high class, high class production here. Um, sorry, the, the, the closing band came in a little early. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I hate spam calls. This is the new curse of the creative. That's the real curse. The spam. <laughs> Speaking of that, you hear that? The bing? I think that was you. No, that wasn't me. I think that was you. I think you're still getting even more messages. <laughs> Mr. Poplar here. Aye. Two phones, iPhone, things everywhere to spam calls. That's how I do. Yeah, trying to make some money here. Um, me too. So, you know, I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I think as as humans, we're just like obsessed with numbers. It's like you've heard it a lot of times that someone's like working out and they're just watching their weight really closely. I gained a pound. I lost a pound. I gained a pound. Yeah. And it's just kind of this like, I feel the same about money in the creative world. That's like, that's like our creative, um, you know, weight, you know, weight watchers of just like, <laughs> it's just like, it's like, no, stop. no, no, just, no. Just, you get that just, wrong. Just you get the wrong. It's the fridge. It's the fridge full or is it not full? I guess it's, yeah, it's both, right? <laughs> and I, I I just think, like, we, we, I don't know, us as humans, we're always looking at numbers and followers. Like, we're just talking about Andrew Tate. It's just this kind of, like, oh, God, the followers went down. Oh, God, the engagement went down. Oh, my God, the impressions aren't doing as well. We just like to get obsessed about the numbers as humans. We, like, yeah. love to put everything in numbers. It's about the money. It's about the followers. Where I think, like, if you lose sight of the craft, that's when the work suffers. you got to you got to look at the work and be like, is this cool? Is this groundbreaking? What can I do? What are other people yeah. doing now? That, that's the cooler question. That's the better questions we're well, asking. Well, how do you express myself? Because like, it's not always yeah. about the work. It's like, how do you express yourself? It's like, kind of like how I determine art, if it's like self-expressatory. Jesus Ooh. Christ. Gosh. we got to do uh, plain mode on the podcast. It is plain mode, <laughs> but I have the, the, the MacBook on and I need to learn how to do that. Here. And he is popping off. He's getting, he's making money, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, um, that's how we how we do it around here. 
By the way, I've got a, I'll have to share this in a later episode, but um, I actually got um, a little tiny uh, job from the Space Force. So from our Space Force Badges podcast, yeah. I actually have my first kind of Space Force project I got. Um, where I'm, des- I'm designing a T-shirt for them for them to sell. Let's um, go! But, but I'll have to share yeah, that, that later. Note, let's jump right into the real deal here. We 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 jumbled around about Jordan Peterson for 25 minutes. Sorry for that. We should have like kept it at a fast 10 minutes. <laughs> but I yeah. So on that note, hit the like button, subscribe, whatever. Um, I want to know what's going down in your life. You were talking about your what was it? The art gallery that you did. How how did that went? Oh, it was pretty good. We're having we never another followed first... up on that, so I'm like, let's talk uh, talk about like the real art and the real struggle. I want to know, Sean, what's going on in your struggling life? <laughs> in my struggling life, my massive <laughs> struggle of a life. Um, yeah, so the art gallery's gone pretty well. You know, um, have another first Friday tonight, so I'm going to go Ooh, stand nice. around tonight. Um, Did you sell anything? Talking about making money. <laughs> haven't sold anything, <laughs> so I'm not making money. Um, but that's okay. I mean, my art, I'm kind of pricing up this. It's a funny thing. Like, and it's, I've talked to a couple other artists cause a lot of artists aren't in the creative world in other ways. They're like doing other jobs. And so, yeah. so a lot of them are like, Oh, you know, so, so a lot of my paintings, you know, I, and I have no problem saying this on air, like about 2000 to $2,500 or what I'm charging for these paintings each. Yeah, um, and money you know, laundering. People, money laundering. <laughs> that's usually what the rich people do is like, I need to buy some art. <laughs> You were just, you're too meta. You can't say that stuff. You're not supposed to say those things. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> just come right up. Money laundering. <laughs> um, but, um, but you know, so, you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I could be putting the prices on these down. But for me, I'm just building up a, a, a catalog right now. So I have about four paintings done. And my goal is to get about 10 done and then do my own show. Nice. So, um, yeah. So if I don't sell any, I'm not too worried. I'm just building up that collection Burn right now. You know. No, <laughs> I, I mean, that would create <laughs> scarcity, you know, and you should make a video. Okay, I'm burning the art that didn't sell. And then people would see that and it's like, you know, like kind of Banksy. Do that shit. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll grab all Make a live 3D, stream. Like, okay, all your awesome. 3D printed stuff, too. We'll do the same. We'll put it in a bucket, light it all on fire, and melt it since it didn't sell. We'll just do that. We'll do it together. I mean, I think that's an interesting <laughs> concept, though. You know, if you combine your art with something else... And like, for example, that concept, like, okay, the art that didn't sell, it's one of a kind and it will be gone. Well, yeah. And I think I do. And then you're do. like, okay, next, next month I'm coming back to the art show and like, you can buy a new piece and you maybe make sure it will be not burned, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hold my own heart, art hostage. That's a, that's an interesting yeah. thing. If you don't buy it, I'm going to kill it. Um, yeah, you just make everybody very involved in that piece, like live stream, like how you make it, you know, everybody like, oh, he's putting in the odd, you know, and then you're just like, no, I'm burning it. I just thought of like uh, doing it like those old terrorist videos where I got like, uh, I got like a mask on an AK-47 up against my <laughs> painting, like demanding money or I'll kill the painting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the, so it's cool. It's cool to get out there. I think one of the best things of the, the art shows and just being out there is just, just meeting other creatives, which is cool. Um, yeah, quick you know, question. Did I, did I show you the NFT art gallery that I do? Oh, I did for somebody. You, you've showed me. I don't know if you've ever put it on air here on the No, podcast. I did not. But I'm like, you know, if, in case you want to send me like a, a, fr- a frame picture, you know, you want to have scanned and then have it in a 360 photo with some text and a watermark or a, in a like um, gallery where you can look around and like, oh, this is Sean's gallery and I can put the pieces in there. And is this something you offer to just people in general? Can people reach out and have this? Yeah, or? they could do that. But I, I'm like, I did not upload it to Instagram. So I did all the work and I did a tutorial video on YouTube. And I actually did never, ever post anything about it. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I did, but I didn't. Yeah. So Okay. So what can the people listening, what, uh, can they can they reach out to you and get one yeah, of these? Sure. Or? Like Instagram and then just DM me and I send them like, hey, this is how it looks if I would scan your... Um, art piece and make it digital so my, my whole gist is like um photogrammetry so you make a you even scan the frame and everything so it's like it's a becoming a tangible thing um you also can check out the youtube video how to do it on how to make uh, physical art into an nft on yeah youtube at fitzay but yeah but okay. I, I want free art give me free art god damn it <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, cool. I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, and, and that stuff's cool. I mean, the the NFT world it's it's such a weird thing right now. I think. No, I'm I'm just like saying for like let's say Facebook uh, NFTs are like whatever you know. I think it's like most artists cannot um, like you know monetize it correctly. But if you want to upload a, a free sixty photo to Facebook, what you can do, and all your friends can look around and like there's a room. There's um, a frame with your picture, and they can look around, and then there's maybe another picture that you created, and each of those pictures are real tangible things. That's kind of cool. Just like a different yeah. way to display it than Instagram post. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, it's like it's interesting. I mean, um, as a web designer, I'm, I'm very interested in what happens with these types of things, right? Um, when does that become the next portfolio, right? Where, yeah. where. When do V when does VR headsets become so popular and they're out in the masses that like more people have it? Because that's a, that's a problem right now is there's just not a lot of people with VR headsets yeah. and right your mom and dad don't, doesn't have it one of your bosses doesn't have it. I mean, so it's once I'm really interested to see if that becomes more popular. I think right like we're not really quite there with the VR yet, but yeah. but I think we could be right. I mean like I know this is a little bit off topic, but like. What do you think is holding people back from that? I guess I've been wondering because, like, you do offer these things. I know people, people that are kind of more on the cutting edge are definitely down with the VR, and like you said, in your Facebook yeah, feed, so, so you get yeah, it. I, but I, even that's a little weird and glitchy. So, on so the problem that the whole space has is like, um, you know, you have iPhones and you have like um, Androids and you have Macs and you have tablets and you have Windows. You you know, there's all those separations that. There are, you know, and like if I make an NFT, you maybe can see it on OpenSea, but it doesn't have any value on Instagram or on Twitter, you know, so there's no combining overall reaching everything platform, you know what I mean? And so let's say I create that art gallery, so it's looking pretty cool and you could upload it to Facebook and you could look around or I could make a YouTube video where you can look around in 360. What is like my two highlights that I can do with that? I could maybe put it in a video game, but it's a lot of work, depending on which video game or whatever, you know. But, yeah, besides that, it's not really valuable because you cannot see it on other platforms or you cannot do anything with it, you know. And that is, like, the whole NFT problem, the whole um, VR problem, like, VR classes, there's different, like, platforms. There's Oculus, then there's, like, um, Hive, and there's a couple others, you know. So it's, like... And they're not like compatible. There's Steam, there's Facebook. It's like what? <laughs> you know, they're making it too complicated with being like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I own the platform," and they're basically shooting themselves in the foot instead of like, "Hey, I'm making it um, open access," and "Hey, everybody can use that," so I get more users because that's like what TikTok does. It's like it's very approachable. The content is really easy to consume. Works on all platforms. You can share to all platforms. Um, the main intent is like to share and obviously it's getting picked up everywhere you know yeah yeah so yeah because i mean like i guess it is it's one of the biggest problems right now there's not a lot of accessibility it's it's all it's all divided there's different vr spaces there should be one one space there should be one kind of vr world one vr should be like cross platform you know like oh i made an nft that is like like 360 photos should be available on anything and everything but it's not so only certain things can display it so that you can yeah. look with your phone around, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so yeah, so it's like it's one of those things where like um I'm just yeah, I'm just very interested to see like when that makes that jump, right? When do when do I as a web designer need to start thinking about virtual spaces? Like when yeah, does the website leave? website? That that would be yeah. a banger, you know? Like, oh mm-hmm. this is like what everybody's imagining in the future. I'll put on those classes and they're looking like some classes. There's actually some VR mm-hmm. headsets out there that are very close to that right now. And they look really mm-hmm. steampunk, which is very interesting. But yeah, that's what everybody imagines about the future. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm putting that on and then I'm like serving the web and I'm swiping with my arms and doing mm-hmm. whatever, you know? And that would be pretty cool. Would be doable. But yeah, what is the browser that supports that, you know? Right, right. You know, um, I don't know if you've 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 kept up on your your podcasts, your other podcasts. I know you watch this one um, incessantly, like I do every day. We just watch it every day, all the time. But um, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you've seen um, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, Joe Rogan podcast at all. Uh, he was just oh, yeah, on I saw Joe the, Rogan. The, 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 yeah, 
I only see like highlights because like podcasts we've got to be real you see the highlight snippets you know and then you maybe get direct into like oh I want to hear a little bit more and then you watch the whole damn thing so um, I actually uploaded our first own snippets and they're performing terrible because the algorithm is like what is that it's just like five minutes of what it doesn't even get the same attention you know <laughs> so we um, trade so the algorithm so with the, the, the Mark Zuckerberg, um, so so it's interesting because he talked about this new type of technology. I think it's called something like waveform is what it's called. So it's, I, I may be wrong, I may be butchering that, but it it's cool because they've already really developed the technology of having spatial graphics within a real, um, in a real setting. So something like, you know, you've heard of Google Glass probably or Microsoft Surface, um, yeah. these kind of concepts where... Not only am I seeing this kind of 2D thing, but actually, like, it's actually scanning and seeing depth. So it's actually placing things within your visual, visual field. Yeah. Um, so and I think these things are, are big steps, right? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of sad, you know, like, because you hear, like, oh, we're, we're calling ourselves now Meta, and Facebook is going all in. Um, I forgot the name of the company, but uh, it's like... It's a Chinese company that came out with a technology to display when you put classes on way better than Facebook has right now. Facebook still has the Oculus thing, and it's called One or something. I forgot the name of the company, but they have like displays, like regular displays. You want to display like your iPhone screen on your um, classes. It's way thinner. It's way more advanced. And Facebook, that big company, is lacking like two years behind and that's like one of those China things. I, if I find a link to that um, headset, um, I will show it to you. But the technology, they are way more advanced. And, yeah, it's it's becoming crazy. Uh, but, yeah, that would be the future, and it would be so cool to have. Now, um, what's the price points right now and everything? I haven't even looked. It's like an Oculus, like yeah. an Oculus, like $1,000. Like how much, how much are these things? No, so? it's like um, a v, uh, Oculus headset. You want to get like the one with the that came out from Facebook because they're pushing it really hard and giving you a really good discount. It's like about, um, I think, 300 299 and you get like a better mm -hmm. version than I have. I have the Oculus 2 that you can combine with your computer and you need a computer, but the new version, you don't need a computer. It has a little bit worse graphics, but it's more comfortable. It has more um, DPI and stuff like that, so you get a better deal doing it without the computer. But I need the, the accessibilities, you know, from the computer, like uploading stuff and testing things. But, yeah, mine is, like, more expensive and sold out, chip shortage. And there's probably another one because in China there's, like, a major drought and heat crisis going on. So it's like, ha, huh, huh. ha. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we get all our shit from there. So, like, yeah, hmm. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely something I've been thinking about. I don't know. I, I, I try to think like, you know, what is the next web design? What, what does that look like? And, and I think it's obvious that the next, the next evolution of web design, um, is just, uh, breaking out of the 2d surface. And, um, and there's things in web design that try to mimic that, you know, things like there's things that are moving different layers of stuff that are happening, but, um, it's just interesting to think that, yeah, that's probably the next thing is I, I would be creating websites somehow in virtual reality. And what does that look like? Right? Like you're, you're having HTML, HTML code kind of being controlled by 3d visual things. So I could actually sit here and build a website with my hands, even maybe like those little kind of building remotes. I know that some people use yeah. um, building a website. Um, I'm trying to and find that classes that right now. So please cover me for a hot second because I want to really show them that you know how great they are. It's crazy where we are. Yeah, it's already. Like, so it's just interesting. I think it's like, um, you know, I, I, we're in this kind of Tron era where we're, we're starting to go into the machine. We're starting to go into technology. And so I am. Um, I think like the more of us artists, designers, creators of any sort that kind of, grasp onto that idea of, of, of creating new realms and going into the kind of electronic era in this way, I think is, it's, it's, it's could be very powerful. I think it's, it's definitely just seems like it's one of those things to really start to look at. I mean, I know I've started to play in 3d animation. I've started to play in blender. I've started to play in some of these things because just like most technologies, if, if we if we start to be resistant to it, I feel like, you know, 10, 20 years... You're, um, like, behind, you know? 
we're going to be way behind. I mean, it's just going to be it's going to be commonplace. Yeah, I, I um, think I can share my screen now. I, I found it. It's called Enreal. It's not. Um, oh, they're not really that highly rated, but they're really good VR classes. It's crazy good. Um, but they are like when you see how light they are. I need to find my browser. Yeah, technical difficulties on this one because I'm trying to use the MacBook more. You know what I mean? And this is what I get. <laughs> so where, there's the studio. And let's pull them up. So share screen. And yep. Oh, share. Share. <laughs> did, did it work? No, it did not work. It ruined the podcast. What? Do you see it? <laughs> nope, don't see anything. Oh, Max. There we go. <laughs> well, but again, everybody, make sure to like, subscribe to this podcast. We're still early, <laughs> well, never early mind. on in this. You want, so, you, so, you uh, want, I, I, put it in the, I put it in the chat so you can um, open it up yourself and scroll around. And so you get a good idea of what I'm talking about. Sorry for that. Trying new technologies comes with a cost, and the cost is like performance. But yeah, yeah, you know, we're still, we're still, we're still figuring out this podcast. You know, it's getting better and better. I think, you know, I've been liking. Uh, it's been great to see some of the views out there from people. It's been cool to, to have see. Have you some seen the people. new the, the, the new stories that I made for you? The clips, those two yeah. clips with with one view each. Those ones? No, not with one view. You gotta check them out. It's like two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, dude. I got you. What, on YouTube? Or are we talking about something else? We're talking about Instagram? Yeah, Instagram and everything. TikTok. It's going. It's okay, in the chat if you want to share it and give us an yeah. overview. Let's let's share. Let's share here. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Yeah. So, do you see it? Yeah, you should see it. Yeah. So, I can give you the summary. Look at those classes. Now, imagine what they do. With that, what, it's like the overlay of... Um, Basically, um, whatever you have on your phone kind of solder. So you can see and operate your phone with classes like that already. Um, it's a Chinese company that came out with that, I think. Or, yeah. So they're way ahead of like um, Google, uh, Google and Facebook, which is kind of crazy if you think about it because like their market is crazy. I kind of want them just to like, you know, play on my phone and just like be in public, you know. And this is how it looks. There's like YouTube videos where they're reviewing them. Um, the implementation of the whole thing is like kind of like Android driven and a little bit iPhone, you know. So it's like you cannot do everything from your desktop, for example. I would love to just display my desktop, but there comes like again like the whole um, platforms and how they separate everything because that is optimized for your smartphone, you know. But it would be so mm -hmm. cool to add it on a um, – so it's basically a monitor, so you can display a monitor, watch movies, and it can um, screen mirror your um, Android or like, um, yeah. So it doesn't look that crazy, but it's really, really cool after you see it. And if like Facebook had that capabilities, it would be way advanced right now. But separation keeps everything like at bay kind of solder. Look how goofy those glasses look, though. Don't they look so goofy? Well, if you pull up, like, the Oculus classes, it's way crazy. Like, yeah. uh, there's also, like, YouTube videos. If you type in Unreal YouTube videos and... Well, that's way more goofy if you compare that. I Obviously, guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. This, like, the Oculus at least looks like it's not trying to be glasses, but these just look yeah. kind of funny because they're like um, they're just kind of these goofy, really weird looking glasses. <laughs> so I just feel like yeah, well, but you see where it's better. developing. It, it goes lighter, less intrusive. You know, the, obviously the downside um, you see around it, you know, and you can see through it a little bit. But the screen quality is really, really good. Like the future is getting crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we're definitely going into this realm. I definitely, I could see a time where, and this website's really funny. This website's a good example, by the way, of exactly what I was just talking about, where like, so if we go back to the, the homepage here, where like, even in the, in, even in the website, they're trying to create this sense of 3D. So yeah. like, so it's but really it's funny to, to see how they're, they're trying to do that. Like, you know, this one's really funny. So like doing things like this are really big in web design now. Yeah. So it's just but that's how it looks actually. Like if you pull up a YouTube video, you see like through a camera how the screen will look on the thing, and it's basically like that. 
and it's very yeah. very good quality what is nice but still you can look through it kind of so if you type in and real um real screen quality or whatever and you will maybe maybe they're showing it through the camera i watched like some reviews about it because i was like that would be a nice um you know desktop screen that i can look around and i'm not limited to my 16 inch you know but obviously the implementation is not that great because like it's optimized for android and mobile and everybody use you know right right sorry we're just going through yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to basically like showcase all the things <clears throat> yeah watch them ads <laughs> i know right yeah see sorry just trying to skip yeah. an actual demo here yeah because like i saw some real hand reviews and you can buy them right now what is like I think they're $1,000 right now. What is a really interesting price? Because, like, it's kind of affordable if you really commit to it, but it still kind of hurts you, you know? But if it's becoming, like, 200 bucks, then it's, like, mainstream media. Yeah, like, they don't have the real good example. Like, have a... Um, they're on the market. Already. Yeah. That well, is, like... A- that's just a screen capture of the computer. That's not how it looks. I, I can yeah. look. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We don't have to get too stuck on this. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it is cool. I mean, it's, I, I think it is going places. I think, you know, $200 definitely starts to enter the realm of being affordable. I know the first yeah. time I played Skyrim VR, it was, it was pretty sick. It was pretty, it was really fun to do. Um, I think things like horror movies um, are going to be really crazy in VR. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for that. It, it, what I almost wonder is like, you know, when video games really started to get very realistic and they get got violent, um, it was interesting. Violent? See, yeah, when when video games became a violent thing, you know, you had uh, uh, you know um, Doom and, and games like they were just so gory and stuff. It's, yeah. it's such a you had such an outcry. I wonder if there's going to be a new outcry, right? Like <clears throat> people get real PTSD from from watching like a horror movie in VR or. You know, some guy ends up leaving his wife for his VR girlfriend, and it's just going to be, you know, very interesting to see if there is some type of pushback from that, too. But, um, but yeah, definitely the future, right? I mean, I think, like, web design needs to be thinking about this, for sure. I yeah. think um, anyone marketing, anyone in the marketing world needs to be thinking about VR right now. Um, and and what it's and it's on? Now um, I get, oh, you have ADD, you need to... Just how do you how do you turn off the notification from that Mac? That is so horrendous. Um, you can go to the system settings and there's notific- oh. a notifications option there. Yeah, I so that the, the blessing and the curse with Macs, like you get notifications, you know, and you get notifications from your iPhone. I'm like, this is a PC. It should not have like you know. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well. Pitsy has been derailed, everybody. <laughs> I'm very derailed and very annoyed about he is, that. He's very derailed and annoyed. So, you know, I, I, so yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's definitely something I'm watching. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get in. So, so I guess, so if you were to talk to someone that's just now like, okay, they, they, they're, what, they're listening to this podcast. They're like, okay, fine. I, I see that there, maybe I should get into VR. Like where, where should they start? Where, where would you suggest? Like where's, where's a good Facebook, like, um, the Facebook Oculus, um, headset. The problem right now is like, you will buy it and you will not do anything with it. Like, um, my friend bought it, you know, uh, spent two ninety nine on it. Um, downloaded some games, played some VR games and it's cool for a week. You know, it's not very, um, usable, but it will right. get you like started with it and you get an idea about like, oh, it will spark ideas what is possible, you know, mm-hmm. and what is cool. But yeah. the technology is not really, really there yet. But with like the thing that I just showed you, if they would combine with Facebook, then it would be really there. So it could happen any any time now, like that there's a new app coming out that will be developed for it that combines the right concept. So I think just from like the idea standpoint and getting the right ideas, it's totally worth getting. So you are at least like mentally in the realm of what's possible, what would be nice to have. So you can create art or whatever in that direction, because like, you know, you need to know where you could display. You need to keep up with the Jones kind of sort of, you know, so is is everything developed um is everything developed in like a 3D modeling program I guess like how how does like a boxes things- boxes everywhere everything's separated it's so annoying so that's the thing but like but 
the the big players, you know, you kind of, you go with them, and then you will see what can I do. You know, there's people making a living making video game maps for certain mm-hmm. video games. You know, and if you don't get into the market, or like you know, you don't even know for what to optimize. You know, so it's like it's it's mm-hmm. it's like a weird commitment that you have to do. I I would go over Facebook because it's like one of the biggest um, platforms out there and the cheapest headsets. And the second one would be like. Um, Steam and that would be also I think doable with the Facebook headset. So it has a cross compatibility of both worlds. Like you get the Steam access for Steam games, and you get Facebook basically. So you would just suggest people just to get familiar with the platform. Um, there's really nothing they can do right now to learn the learn how to implement this now. I mean, me as a web designer, is there anything I can do now? to to implement for this or, or are you just so saying the, just, the just fa- get used no, to it and I, wait obviously or? there's like things you could do but i'm like you don't even know for what you want to learn you know so so you have to be part of the space so that you know like oh yeah if they had text there that would be cool i don't know where you want to display your art or your website or whatever you know because mm-hmm. like you could display um your art anywhere there's a game um where you can buy a tv and it displays your browser you know for example and then you have a two, 2D screen in a game where you can decorate your uh, room. And like, oh, now you can browse the internet real life because it's just a browser displayed in a game. You know, do you want to have – the question is too open to say a definitive answer. You know, I don't know how you would use it, you know. So that's the problem. Mm-hmm. If I would know like, oh, you want to do, well, let's say, display um, websites – in 3D, you you could code that, you know, that you displayed in a 360 thing, but then you don't really need a headset unless you want to test it, you know? And there is types of code that are kind of pushing the envelope. You have 3D, JS is one of them out there. There's there's a few other definite types of code that are that are are about creating these kind of 3D objects through code. Yeah. Um, but but that's so, not the limiting thing. The limiting thing for like 360 is like how you um display it and usually display um monitors have like um aspect ratio you got to change the aspect ratio to like um double the width then um it's high and then you have to put like a filter over it that it becomes equicrantangular and headsets can read that equicrantangular i i cannot even pronounce it but basically it can display that um double the size image into like, oh, this is a circle. And then you can look around in that circle. That's basically it. Like um, I have like some apps on my headset where you can like have like a browser on your hard drive and you can click around and click on videos and it displays in the videos in 360 or in 2D, you know, and you Mm -hmm. could do the same thing with like um, websites. So you can surf the websites there too. So it's really depending what you want to do, but unless you get a headset, you don't know what to optimize for and look for. Well, very interesting, the point you just brought up, because because um, I think it's definitely interesting to establish the fact that there is going to be some transition of the VR headsets. Not everyone's just going to get them. So, so in my case of a web design, it's more thinking about you're going to still need the website. You're still going to need it to work on, on flat screens, but... So, like, right now as a web designer, you're thinking about it as as, um, as desktop, laptop, tablet, phone. Um, yeah. And then in some cases, iPhone. And in some cases, if I put a tablet sideways. But um, but this sounds like there needs to be a whole new media class that we already need to start thinking about. And that's VR so People class. do already. So, that's the, the point. Like, people already optimize. I'm already building, like, galleries and stuff like that. Every, everybody who's like, oh, I think I should do that, they're like adapting late. And the people who already know the, the phrases, like the exuquent, I cannot even say it. But if you know certain <laughs> phrases, you know what to Google for and you know what to optimize for. And if you don't even know what to Google, then you're like way behind. You know, that's the, the, the point, you know. Right, right, like right. It, so just, just becoming more familiar with the, the world. Yeah, you got to jump in and be like, okay, what is this? Play like a kid and be like, what would be cool? What what do I want? What do I can do, you know? And like, what is actually the biggest thing? Because like my hobbies are different than your hobbies, you know? Like you're like websites, you know? I'm more in the gaming thing and displaying pictures, video and stuff like that. And I'm like, all my questions are all around that circle, you know? 
But mm-hmm. for websites, it's kind of the same thing because, like, it's still like, like I said, like you have to display the um, display, and you have to interpret the display in a different format, and it's a lot of data that you have to consume with a VR headset. So that's a, a whole new other thing, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're like you're right. Like, there's things that are that are similar, right? So it's yeah. like yeah, you being a game designer or similar to the web designer in terms of yeah, we need to display objects. We need you to be able to move around the objects. Yeah, um, we need transitions. We need sounds. Um, I think eventually we're going to have haptic um, technology too. You know, it's something I've definitely kept track of as well. Um, yeah, interesting enough, Unreal, for example, you can get like all the tools from a game developer, and it's free. And you could design a website with that, but that's then a video game that you actually uh, misuse as a website. But that would be VR. You know what I mean? But pretty Just cool, like right? Step. Like if you if you land on a website and um, and it's, I, I feel like this wouldn't be too hard to program. But if you landed on a website and it could somehow detect, like, hey, we detect that you have a VR headset connected. Would you like to do the VR experience? Yeah, and you, just and click you get yes, like and a fancy it, transition of like, oh, there's a two D paper mm-hmm. um, where you zoom out. You know, it, the two D screen becomes like a tiny ball. And you can look around. You know? What yeah, yeah. I mean. The, the possibilities, you have to just think about it and you have to be like, what is it actually? What would be cool? So that's why I'm and like, I, get an Oculus. I'm like, just like jump into it and be part of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm very slow to technology. I, I hate I to say I know, that's it, why I'm but, pushing you. Let's <laughs> say you know. I should, you know, you, you, know. Should, you should be the nerd telling me about like all those things. I'm like just, uh, you know. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You're 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 very uh, you're very quick to new things. Almost too quick, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> but but you're you are mastering the things, you know. Like that, there comes in the different personality types, you know. If you would do like your first VR uh, website, that would be a really banger portfolio piece. You know what I mean? Talking about that, we'll create yeah, VR yeah. art, you know. Yeah, no, and I'm not against it. I mean, that's why I'm bringing these things up. I mean, I'm definitely throwing them around in my head. Um, I think just like most creatives, though. You just don't want to jump into stuff too early where you're, yet again, you're spinning your wheels. You're not really getting better. You're just kind of yeah. wasting time in a weird way. I just, we just, none of it, nobody wants to waste time and money. That's the yeah. big thing. I don't, I don't want to be sitting here playing Tetris and Oculus for hours and you're like, cool, what did you learn? And I'm like, well, a few things, but really I just yeah. play Tetris for like three hours straight. Yeah, that's, um, that's a problem. Like time is limited. Um, and on that note, we, we should call it a day because Fitzaroo has to go. <laughs> Soon. Yeah, Fitz Fitz is just all over the place today. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, it's been a crazy part. day. So sorry for that because like my Etsy store led to a lot of issues that kind of um, impacted my whole like planning for this podcast. Um, but we still made it happen. So episode eleven, yeah, guys, this is this is yeah. this is what's up. Yeah, yeah. So to review, you know, I think the uh, the curse of creativity is real, but only if you're really basing your creativity on numbers and success. Anyway, I really. For anyone out yeah. there, I would say you're really not. There is no curse of creativity. If you feel like happiness you're creative, comes from within. Yeah, you just make stuff. Get back to what makes you happy. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about all that, all that fame and things like that. Because honestly, anyone will tell you that it's a never-ending path. So, um, so yeah. yeah, keep being creative. And to kind of yeah, to, to review, you know, the the VR world is big. Technology world's big, and I think there's a lot of argument to be said. Don't push back, right? Like as I said, like get in there. Just get your hands dirty with it. Yeah. Um, because it's coming. Things are coming no matter what. And if you're not prepared, you're just going to get railroaded. So Yeah. On that note, like everything comes in waves. You know, like in the uh, 90 or 2000s, they came out with the first couple like um, headsets that you can wear and plug into your computer, play some video games. Then they disappeared because it was not good enough. You know, now it kind of appeared really big. Um, maybe it's not good enough and it will disappear and come back really with full force. And I think if there's a a third attempt, this will be then the attempt and it will be there, you know. But right now, I think this is like, you know, this is where the transition time is where you learn the basic skills of like how to display it, how to do it, um, what could you do, spark some ideas and... Then by the third time, it's already over. Then then it's on the top, you know. Then all the late adapters will jump on it. And they're like, oh, this is actually really cool, you know. It's true. And I mean, yeah, to kind of just tie it together too is, um, you know, if you can be courageous now and waste your time now, waste your time now and not have money coming in and not having success coming in immediately, you could be ahead of everything. You could be ahead of people. People 
only start to jump on stuff once they start to see success. So if you can do something before it's successful, I mean, like, look at Beeple. He was making stuff way before he was successful. He was just doing it every day just to do it. And now it's become something successful. So I think that's, that's, that's kind of the example too, is like, don't be afraid of wasting the time either. If you, if you really want to be ahead of the curve, that's almost what's needed. You have to, you have to trudge through the mud before it's easy to do and then you can be ahead of everyone else so so yeah so with that being said you know i think i'll definitely get into the virtual reality world here soon you know i've been playing in blender because i want because yet again trying to just get used to the terminology right your idea of textures and mapping and you know things like particleizers just getting more used to that terminology okay this is how this world works um is is super important so i know i will i know i i love the idea of creating a conceptual vr website website you know i i would love to just start it out with even my portfolio website would be really fun to to somehow offer that yeah that splash screen that says hey if you wanted the vr experience click this button then yeah the doors kind of open and then you kind of walk right into my virtual office type of thing i mean that's it's a really fun kind of concept so but yeah with that being said everybody make sure to like make sure to subscribe make sure to tell people to follow us and if you want to ever be on this podcast if you ever have something you want to promote just let us know email us message us and we're here for you we're here for all of you creatives out there so so we're going to be here you keep being here <laughs> yeah have a good one guys bye bye everybody <laughs>